0: Laboratory in the basement of his home.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. Today we have Cameron on the Director of Business Development for Podium and we have a tremendous conversation on all things social and automation and you know what's possible with choosing different tools and how to choose different tools and um, it's just a really good conversation from a company that I think is making some really good moves in our space. Uh, I use their web chat tool. Uh, there's a couple other pieces of functionality that I use as well, but the web chat tool has been a net gain. And I've said this multiple times, it's been a net gain for our agency. I was very, I don't want to say concerned, but it was something, certainly something I was tracking whether or not when I added the kind of web capture widget on the website, would it, you know, cut into the daily web forms that we get? We're getting say, five to eight web form fills every day. And I was worried that, you know, we would see the same number of web form fills, just the web chat would get some of them. And that hasn't been the case. We've actually seen an increase of between one to three web chat fills every business day. So now we're looking at about 10 leads a day. And then you throw in some of the other avenues that we get on top of it. And right now we're averaging, um, I think we're averaging for the month, 9.7 9.7 leads a day with we've topped out at like 13 some days so it's been a net positive i love the fact that it all works through text because we have almost a 100 percent response rate and um, i just thought it would be cool to talk to somebody at podium and uh cameron's a great guy and came highly recommended inside as someone who could talk about the tool and talk about just the ecosystem in general and has been part of our space for a few years now so i think you're gonna enjoy this um before we get there, I just want to say uh, how much I enjoy doing this podcast and providing this for you guys. Um, work has been very hectic. Rogue is going very well. We're growing. Um, we just added uh, Matt Jaggard from uh, to, to the team. He's our first uh, producer, and you know is ramping up really quick. I couldn't be happier with um, his development. Just in the Two weeks or so that he's been with us has uh, been just absolutely wonderful. I feel blessed to have found him and, and uh, Sarah Trembley, who is our account manager, and you know everyone that we use at Agency VA. We have two Agency VAs, and their team has been tremendous. And um, we're just growing so fast. So. I'm going to do my best to keep pumping out episodes every single week. Uh, I have some really cool interviews scheduled over the next couple weeks that will hopefully get us back out ahead, but um, if for the next few months things are a little sporadic or they don't always come out on Thursdays, if we're pushing some out on the weekends and stuff, I hope you guys will just bear with me through this period of what is fairly rapid and um, stressful and You know, my brain, I don't have a lot of extra brain cycles and I'm doing my best. um, But I just want you to know if I do miss a week or something does seem a little out of sorts, I know I had hit every Thursday for a while. Please know it's just because Rogue's in growth mode and we're developing new stories. And um, and I'll share all those stories with you as I always have. So um, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. I just, you know, I know this show isn't for everybody. And those of you who listen over and over again, I just appreciate you so much. And I want to give a big shout out to the State Association of Kentucky, Adam Sheridan, uh, Katie Hines, Tara Pulver. Um, you know, for having me and and Jack Wingate and Chris Klein in to speak, and unfortunately, Danny Kimball was supposed to be there too. Um, she couldn't make it for a whole bunch of things, a whole bunch of reasons. Um, but she came in virtually, and it's always good to share uh, mind space with her as well. And uh, we just had an awesome leadership conference for Kentucky. It was it was just great to be back in person, and all the serendipitous conversations and questions and. Uh, it was just—it was just tremendous. It felt so good to be back, surrounded by insurance professionals. So I just want to give a big shout out to them and a thank you for for having me in. And um, I just—I I love what we do. I love this industry. I love sharing with you guys. It is such a great pleasure. And um, I hope you know—I'm not saying there will be any tumult, but if there is, uh, or any you know kind of unscheduled this or that uh, with the show. Um, please know that I will make it up to you in spades, I promise. All right? With that, let's get on to Cameron, and uh, thank you, guys. I love you.
0: Ryan, I, we're jumping the gun here. I don't know that I've officially met you. I've seen no. you at shows. I've tried to catch you at times, but you're always the popular busy man. Oh, no. so, um, <laughs> good to meet you officially, though.
1: Yeah, you too, man. You too. This is uh, fun. I'm glad we can do this. Same. Yeah,
0: excited to be back. So just so you know, Ryan, I sold, uh, I sold Podium for about two years in the insurance space. Um, so I'm not an expert. I know a few, I, I know a little bit of it, right? Um, so I'll be able to get into the, a little bit of the weeds with you. But I, in October, was promoted to a new role. I actually run um, like 165 person team on our sales development side. Um, so we're kind of the motion that initiates the sales cycle. Um, and we feed the role I used to be in that account executive seat where we're more actually in the weeds with the business owners. yeah um, So anyways, I'm excited to talk and, and share some insights but um, yeah, just a quick intro.
1: Awesome. No dude I think it's great. I uh, um, so we can we can go in a lot of different directions um, you know I think I think where I'd like to start because, you know, I think the people who are listening to the show right now, they've heard me do reads and they've heard me talk a little bit about some of the things that I've already experienced just in the short time that I've had uh, Podium. Um, you know, just the net increase in opportunities that I've seen and, you know, the almost 100%, it's certainly in the 90s. I don't know that I have an official number, but certainly in the 90% uh, response rate that I get from opportunities that are submitted through mm-hmm. the chat function. So obviously, I'm a fan and all that, but maybe just give people the high level, the 10,000 foot view of, of what this is, because, um, you know, I, I know a lot of the listeners have probably heard the name of the company, but they probably, there's probably a lot of people who just may not be a hundred percent sure of what you guys actually do.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: So rock and roll.
0: You want it. Yeah, 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 man. Let's do it. 30,000 foot view. Podium is set out, Ryan, to capture the entire modern customer journey. The way we interact, the way we behave, the way we expect to make a purchase or ask a question to a business has changed completely since basically Amazon came out, since Apple put the iPhone in the pocket. We expect convenience. And we expect to make well-informed, quick decisions and to be able to get what we want as quickly as possible. So Podium's vision and goal is to modernize the way that local businesses are seen, chosen, and connected to their customers.
1: Is that? Yeah, I think. Um, so I'm, I'm interested in... Um, the modern customer journey yeah and the reason that i'm interested in that is customer customer journey customer experience like two or three years ago you literally couldn't read an article online that had to do with business that didn't include you know ux cx or one of those terms Mm -hmm. um which i think is good because it gets it on everyone's brain and then everyone probably gets a little you know maybe a little um numb to the concept but it doesn't diminish its importance so here we are in 2021, we've gone through an entire year, we've all been locked in our homes. And, yeah. and, and if the customer journey was changing, it changed incredibly rapidly over the last 12 months. So if, if you could, um, for, for as much as you're able to, I would love for you maybe to juxtapose um, just how far we've actually come in, in the last 12 months in terms of digitizing the customer experience? Cause there was a lot of talk about it. And I think there were still a lot of people are like, ah, eh, you know, I'm still a local business. We still, you know, mm-hmm. do people still walk in and hand us cash. And now, you know, if you touch cash, you're, you're killing grandmas, so, you know, <laughs> you when know, no one wants to do that. So, um, so how has that changed? Uh, and you know, how far have we actually come to today?
0: Yeah. Um, it was, it was forced upon us, right? It, we've, we've known that customers love convenience, but it was forced upon us and it was an overnight conversion from, you know, whatever you chose to adopt pre pandemic from a convenience or, you know, an online world to a 100, hundred percent. I mean, businesses aren't in the office. Employees can't answer the phones. Um, systems aren't set up at home with the right technology, the right servers, the right security, the right, um, whatever internet access, uh, the communication channels are all broken as soon as everyone goes home. Um, but customers still need groceries. They still need, uh, insurance. They still need all the products that, that help them thrive and survive. Um, what we saw is, what was it? I think Starbucks did an article um, in China. It was one in eight orders pre-COVID that was done through their mobile app. And post-COVID, it's now seven out of eight orders are ordered through their app. You still go to the store. It's just a quick pickup. But that that force of from one and eight to seven and eight have now gone to like a mobile ordering system is a pretty telltale sign of where we've gone and how people have ultimately just tasted convenience. And once you taste a better way, it's really hard to go back and wait in line for eight minutes for an overpriced coffee. It's now, hey, I can get it on my way through, you know, takes me 30 seconds. I don't have to waste time. Once we've tasted that and gotten the feel for convenience, we don't want to go back. Why would we, you know, why would we sit on hold when we don't have to anymore? Why would we sit in traffic when we, would, when we don't have to anymore?
1: Yeah. I, I, uh, I've seen that in my own business. So we've been open for about 14 months and I've met one customer in person <laughs> one. And, you know, I think, I think some people would say, well, yeah, you know, most of your opportunities come digitally. That's fine. But, you know, I run a growing, you know, existing operation. I mean, this is a, this is an ongoing operation that makes money and is adding employees and we don't meet our customers in person. And it's not that I'm against it. I mean, honestly, in the early days of this agency, I would have done, whatever it took to put a policy in place to make some revenue. And just no one was asking for it. No one wanted it. No one was like, Oh, you know, geez, I'd love to purchase insurance from you, except you won't come into my business. So, and mm-hmm. it wasn't even that I wouldn't, they just, they just did not, it wasn't even a thing, right. you know, be the ability to text, email, phone call, zoom call, although most people didn't even want to zoom and, and we use video proposals. And those tools allowed us to be highly connected, very accessible and deliver a high quality product that we explained our products. I think, you know, it's just interesting to me that here we are in 2021, seven out of eight coffees at Starbucks are purchased via app. You know, you can go buy your pot in Massachusetts, pre-order, you drive up, they hand you a bag, you hand them some cash, you drive away and it's legal. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like you you think about it and um, you know, Yet, for some reason, we still feel like, you know, certain types of businesses, insurance being one of them, is this hand-to-hand combat business, and not that that can't be done that way, but you certainly can't grow a business that way, is the, is my personal opinion. You you can't, you couldn't build an agency from scratch in hand-to-hand combat. I just don't, I don't think you can, and I'm sure there's agents listening that are pushed back, do it, right? Um push back if, if you want to on social. I'd love to hear your story, but man, I find it hard to believe that you can grow at the pace you need to with the carrier demands that they are today without digital tools.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The hybrid model, you know, having brick and mortar is great for visibility for, uh, yeah. I mean, anyone driving by, that uh, might be in the market, but that is is like putting up a billboard on the freeway saying, hey, you need my product when everyone's already got your product. Um, I, I owned a small business before I came to Podium um, for about five years. I frankly, Ryan, don't know uh, where my agent officed. I don't know if they even had an office. Um, I had no other communication with them uh, besides, yeah, email, phone call, and it's some texts here and there. I currently, you know, the agency I've been with for four years. I don't know where they office. I have no clue even where they are. They could be in another state, but uh, I know they communicate with me, and they make it convenient, and they respond when I ask questions. So unique world we're in, and it really, you know, comes down to do I need a hard good from you or not? Whether I'm going to find your store or not, and Really, no (laughs) goods.
1: Right, but but even that. I mean, I I look at look at the Amazon packages outside your door, or even not Amazon. If you buy direct from other retailers, my wife buys stuff from Etsy and Shopify stores, and all these different things. And packages come, and these are the clothes we wear. These are the knickknacks and bric-a-brac, you know, that that's (laughs) strewn around our home. Which you know, whatever. I just, I, I, I love in-person experiences. You know, next week from the time we're recording this, I don't know when this will go out, but uh, the time we're recording this, I'm speaking in person in Kentucky. It's my first in-person speaking gig since the vid dropped. Um, And I can't wait. I mean, I literally can't wait to get there and just bump into other humans and have random (laughs) serendipitous conversations about, you know, nerdy topics that, you know, whatever. I mean, whatever happens. And, um, but at the same time, I think those experiences become more of what they are experiences than a way of doing business. Does that make sense? Does that does that delineation make sense to you?
0: It does. Absolutely.
1: And I find um I, I just I think we need to I think we need to to view them that way. I think I think they can be cultivated into experiences that people want to be part of, but as a necessity to um as a necessity to business, they, it doesn't feel like that's ever gonna be the case again, that we're ever gonna have to go to the marketplace to, to exchange goods. Now, I love, we have a huge farmer's market right down the hill from where I live. And it's amazing and it's fun and it's cool and people bring their dogs. There's all kinds of fun, the kids love it, yep. but it's an experience. I don't need to buy my my onions from that farmer's market, <laughs> right? I mean, the store has got the, the same onions are in the grocery store. But it's the experience. And I, and I think when you I think that's really the way we need to think about it is, and, and particularly to the audience that we're talking about, is your agency going to be an experience when people go there? And if the answer is yes, and I'm not saying that can't be done, right? I'm not saying that isn't the case. You may have a gregarious, fun-loving agency that, brings people in for all different things. And people do enjoy coming there. And, and if that's the case, then more power to you. But your standard run-of-the-mill agency, that's just an office that people work in, um, you know, no one wants to come to that place.
0: It's about making connections, building relationships. That's something I think we're all starving for right now. Mm-hmm. We're lucky enough, Ryan, to be back in office. There's about 200 300 of us back in office and it's it's incredible to feel that connection and that interaction but it's not necessary yeah we can do business from anywhere and you can and you are right i don't know it looks like you're home in your office
1: no i'm in a corporate office cam (laughs) this is can't you see from my backdrop that this is a very professional setting
0: it it looks it no (laughs) uh That's the beauty of it is we've made life convenient for every aspect of it. But I think, I think those that have a great experience and can bring people into their office or can go out and see businesses and go get their foot in the door are going to be probably really successful. Because people are starving, I think right now for that interaction, that relationship, that bonding and rekindling that fire of, you know, it feels good to bump into people and have those serendipitous conversations. Yeah. Um, but again, when it comes to a transaction, when it comes to getting down to business, when it comes to, hey, I need, you know, certificate, hey, I have a question about a policy. That should not be an inconvenient. Let me get my car, let me drive to the office, let me wait in the waiting room for somebody else. It's just, we're not there anymore. Um, So when it comes to that transactional side, that's where Podium really is trying to help businesses is just speed up the convenience because consumers are so incredibly impatient. We want our food door dashed in less than 10 minutes. We want an Uber ride in less than five. We want our packages in less than 24 hours. Um, And if I have to wait on hold to simply add a vehicle or to, you know, Add a driver, or you know, get a certificate for a a commercial work job. I'm doing that's just 2019, and now we're in 2021.
1: Yeah, you know what's funny? So when I started this agency, there was really one core belief, and it's this concept of a human optimized agency, which I still don't. I say this every time I say that. I hate that term. (laughs) Just so like unsexy. I need like a sexy name for what I'm trying to do. But but that's but. But really, I believe, I, kind of what you just said, right? There's there's this human side of business that I firmly believe in. I'm not the kind of uh, business owner or or just philosophically in business. I don't believe that that you need that humans should be replaced. I do, however, believe the other the, the second half of what you said that the transactional side of our business, the highly transactional side of our business, does not need humans, or it needs it needs less humans or it needs humans to be less involved because there are certain aspects of our business where we just don't add value. We, we increase time and we increase um, just the amount of trouble it takes to get something done. So how do we continue to mash? And, and, and what's funny, you know, mash this, this, this best part of humans with the best part of digital. And what's funny is, you know, I I'm, I'm, built my marketing plan and whatever around this concept. And I start pitching it to carriers and vendor partners, you know, talking through, you know, what I'm going to do. And people are like, Oh, this is, this is revolution. This is completely different. This is like, I've never even heard of an agency like this. What do you mean? You're not going to have a physical location. This is crazy. And I'm going, if we were in any other industry, this is just how you do business. You know what I mean? I don't even pizza shop, uh, clothing store, right? Like, how many clo- how many retail boutique clothing stores in in, in in every main street of every town? Yes, they have some walk-in people, but so much of their business is either they do an experience like a wine tasting slash come try on clothes, or okay. people are shopping online and purchasing their clothes and they live down the street and they're just you know mailing them or whatever. It it just to me is it is a wild how. You know how it almost feels like, and I've never actually verbalized this, and I'd be interested in your take. It almost feels like an insecurity to me that hmm. our 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 industry, the insurance industry in particular, it, there's an insecurity to, um, to 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 this that that if that if the transactions are taken away from day to day work, that somehow we become replaceable. And hmm. I I don't see that. Like that that thought doesn't even enter my consciousness. In, but maybe that's what it is. I don't know.
0: Yeah, think about all the people that are Amazon sellers. They don't have any physical locations. They are simply just buying and putting them into a warehouse and letting somebody else ship for them. And and it's just a shift. It's a behavior change. And I think so many people love that handshake. And I think insurance agents are people. People is that how you say that?
1: It makes sense people to me. People,
0: persons, people, yeah. persons. Um, no, interesting. You mentioned that. Um, I heard of two things. One of my friends, a neighbor of mine, has a bookstore in a local mall. It's the craziest business idea, uh, but he's in a, a town between two very big colleges. So he does get a lot of college kids coming in and buying textbooks you know, that they need for their classes. But outside of that, he's actually hired an an extra employee who simply is listing their entire inventory on eBay, on half.com, on amazon.com. And their full-time job is to use the storefront as a warehouse. They list everything online. They get orders. She boxes them up and ships them right back out. And they're literally using the storefront as basically a warehouse for shipping. Um, I also heard... Uh, Here locally in Utah, there's a big warehouse going up and they're going to subdivide this warehouse into about 30 different cubicles per se, where you're going to have a chef and a team of cooks sitting in their section of this warehouse, simply cooking for DoorDash. So you now don't need a physical restaurant. You're only going to sell your food on DoorDash and people can order whatever they want. And DoorDash will just have a, a loop of drivers coming in and out of that place, delivering the food that 30 different restaurants are making out of one individual warehouse. It's pretty fascinating.
1: Yeah. I, I, f- I feel like these are the concepts that we have to open our mind to because this, you know, in and I think, I think sometimes we forget that or, or forgets maybe the wrong word. I don't know. But we, I think sometimes we say, you know, we look at that and we say, well, that food can't be good. You know, how good could that be? And I'm like, some of these, some of these pop-up restaurants or what what do they, what do they call the restaurants where like you own a restaurant and I'll come in and like, like kind of rent your kitchen or part of your kitchen Mm -hmm. for like a week and, and do DoorDash or, um, or even just like all of a sudden there's like a separate menu. It's like a whole separate restaurant Mm -hmm. inside the same restaurant. It's like these weird relationships and the food is like, out of this world and they'll be like pop up for a week in this city and then that chef will go to another town and do the same thing like rent a kitchen in a current restaurant and and um and there's a term for it and i'm, I'm missing i'm missing the term yeah, but, but um it, it is it's wild the quality and if anything i think the lack of physical space restrictions what it allows you to do is be more creative and focus more on your product versus all the headaches that come with just managing a physical space. I mean, I don't have to think about rent. I don't have to think about is the Wi-Fi working? Do we have enough bandwidth? You know, I got to shovel the front steps. I, I mean, that's just like 30 more things that are taking up brain cycles that keep me from thinking about, okay, how do I attack this market? What's the marketing message here? How do I make sure this employee is happy? And You know, to me, there's a freedom in it that allows you to almost be better at what you do.
2: Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merged? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude,
0: Yeah. And, and what strikes me, and I, I'll go back to kind of where you started the conversation, is the ability to grow at scale. You can grow with the physical location, absolutely. But to keep up in the market and, and compete with the advertisements that are hitting your potential policyholders who are scrolling through Instagram at night and seeing zebra.com and elephant.com, and I, I don't know, all the, yeah, the different yeah. online portals these guys can hop in, in the heartbeat. And all they're saying is check rates, check rates, check rates, right? The ability to keep up with an economy that's sitting on their phone for five to six hours a day, getting hit with opportunity after opportunity, hoping that someone drives by and says, you know what? I have an agent, but that one looks intriguing. It's just not scalable. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's time for evolution. And that's what's been fun for me handling working in this industry is helping business owners who've been here for a while understand that that the next phase is not really that intimidating. I think it's overwhelming thinking about SEO and UX and, you know, my website and how do we do all this? It's really not overly complicated if you have the right tools and the right systems in place.
1: I agree. I agree with you completely. I do think I, I understand when someone's feedback to me is this is overwhelming or I'm just confused or I just, it it's tough to pick the, the, the options I, I do if you're listening and you listen to the show all the time sometimes i get frustrated with you guys cuz i feel like you sit on that and don't take any action which <laughs> bugs me but cuz i'm an action oriented person but that's my personality but i can when i sit back i can understand because it is a lot right it is a lot which tool is going to give me the most bang for the buck i regardless everyone you know and i'm not saying you but in general i think people believe that insurance agents are just loaded with money it's not always the case they're you know you can make a lot of money in this industry but oftentimes the margins can be thin. It's not like there's a tremendous amount of cash flow because it does take a lot of humans running an insurance agency is an expensive operation. I mean, it is, this is not for as much as it looks like a straightforward office kind of operation. There is a lot to it. And all of it is a hundred dollars here, $50 here, $250 here. Gosh, if you're using applied for agency management system, $10,000 a month here, you know what I mean? Like it just, Mm -hmm. it, um, it can be it can, that part can be overwhelming because you you don't want to take on another hundred dollar thing that's more time that's money right. and you got to teach your employee. Okay, so I think I think that's a very fair assessment. That being said, I would believe you would be in being intellectually dishonest if you were an agency owner today and you thought local was a defendable competitive advantage mm-hmm. any longer. It, it's just not. It it doesn't mean that can't be your shtick. It's just not defendable anymore. There's no longer a moat because, you know, whatever you want to say, we can jump the moat or we got rocket packs to fly over the moat or we can shoot our intercontinental ballistic missiles over the moat, whatever it is, Um, you know, that day has come because I can pop a pin on Facebook or Google or whatever into your backyard and start (laughs) running ads to people who are in your quote unquote local. And that's why things like Podium and, and, and other tools, but, but that's why I find, you know, getting these tools that are straightforward. And if I can say anything about my experience thus far with Podium, it is an incredibly intuitive tool. And I do really like it from that standpoint is some, of the, some, some tools can be just a lot to manage. And yeah. Sarah and I uh, pick, picked it up like this you know i just bam makes sense you know we did the half hour demo and i f- i'm going to i f- whoever did our demo i'm going to forget your name i apologize you did a great job if you're listening to this um but th- just at half hour we picked it up and we've been running and um and i think from that standpoint choosing the right tools can make it less uh less overwhelming yeah
0: yeah. i i was writing down a couple thoughts here my my advice, Hanley, like, of course, I, I represent Podium and, and we'd love to talk with anyone that wants to learn more. But my advice, whether you're going to use Podium or a 100 other softwares is only buy software that you're going to use. I think people are really haunted by technology and say it's so expensive because they've signed up for this tech stack that's 20 technologies deep and they just simply don't need half they don't use the other half. And, and then all of a sudden technology is just expensive. When we talk about scaling a business, technology is a tool, it's a resource. It's, it's multiplying great people into having the capacity to do 5X of what they're able to do with email or with a phone call. And that's really what Podium's vision has been is how do we just operationalize communicating with Hanley or Sarah or whoever I need to at the agency without having to make it so laborious, without having to wait for you to get off of hold or to leave the voicemail and call me back. So when you can adopt technology that's simple to use um, and that your team's actually going to use, um, that's my plug I'll make for the tech space. I just see too many agencies that have purchased and they wait 15 days and then say like, oh, I've got other priorities and they turn direction and they end up paying six months for a technology that's drive driven zero dollars of, of any impact technology needs needs a smart person behind it um but you don't have to be a genius you've yeah. got to be able to you know send a text if it comes a podium as simple as logging into your computer and sending a text message from your computer that's why our tool is doing so well is because we have made it just incredibly simple so
1: yeah so there, there's there's so much. Um, there's so many potential uh, features that are amazing. And and the one I always talk about just because it's the easiest I think for people to understand. And again, I don't want to just just focus on one feature because um, that's the only one just, it's just easy to understand. So I think you made it, you just made an incredibly important point that I want to highlight again, which is when we think about our usage of a tool too often, what I believe we do is we say, okay, the pie is a hundred and if I take on this tech, and what's going to happen is the tool is going to eat into the hundred, and now now Sa- now I don't need Sally anymore. Sally doesn't have a job, and I'm not getting rid of Sally, so I'm not going to take take on this thing because it's like a it's like a reductive way of viewing the tech. When instead, yep. what you need to say is, okay, we're going to take Sally instead of the pool being a hundred units, it's now five hundred units, but you don't have to add three more Sally's, you know, or two Sally's and a John or whatever you, you get to keep the That's same right. team. You just have just made the pie that much bigger. And that is the case study that I've used with you guys over and over. Cause it's been the one, it's been the very first thing that has really shouted out to me is we average seven inbound form fills a day. That's our average form fills from SEO, which That's is, awesome. which is a great number. i love I'm very that. proud of that. And content marketing works. So Nana to all you people who've been listening to me for 10 years and haven't done content marketing. It's your fault. So, (laughs) um, so that's great. And I, what my, what what I'll say my initial concern was when I first um, signed up with you guys was that uh, the, the, the web chat feature um, which, which I like that it's text because we'll get to that in a second, but I was worried that that would eat into the seven that all of a sudden I would start adding five form fills and two, web chats or something like that. Right. And that my pool wouldn't get bigger, but that it would just change the, you know, people would just choose whichever way they wanted. That hasn't been the case. We've actually averaged, we actually averaged eight form fills now, two months later. And, um and we now are averaging two web chat fills. So we've actually gone from, from seven. And I, you know, now we're doing, we've, we've added one more form fill, but added two web chat Outreaches. So net, we've gained two more contacts per workday, two mm-hmm. more inbound contacts per workday by adding this feature. And then and then the, the even better part is when someone fills out your form, right? If you connect with them immediately, we have a pretty high contact rate because we have all the we use agency Zoom and we have all the automations yep. behind it. But with the text feature that you guys, the fact that you're doing a chat to text. When I text them back to their phone, now their phone is getting buzzed with my response. I'm getting like a 10 out of 10 response rate from people like because it's right on their phone. They don't have to log back into the website. They don't have to go to their email. It's text. And that to me has been, I mean, it's just been unbelievable because for us, we're a volume play. We we're a high volume, small commercial agency. That's what we do. And um, we just can't beat it.
0: Yeah, I was speaking with a lady yesterday. She's uh, just getting her business off the ground out of North Carolina. She had four customers come and fill out a email form on her website. Uh, She told me that she's been chasing them for two whole weeks, trying to get a single one of them to respond to the email. But the trick is you go sit in her inbox with 700 other fresh emails that she got in the last week and probably ten to 15,000 total unread emails that are in there, you're just more noise. Yeah. And if that pressing issue or that you know, outreach to your business isn't top of mind right now, you're just one of 15,000 unread emails. And there's no chance they're gonna skim back through it. So we've always understood this around, again, going back to the modern customer journey and, and consumer behavior, we open 98% of all, all text messages within three minutes right? Versus the 22,000 unread emails. This is just in our hip pocket. It hits our watches. It hits our phones. It hits our computers, texts everywhere. And it's, it's obviously the number one communication method of, of today. And so we've just put a spin on what consumers have traditionally not loved is either talking to a live agent who has no idea how to sell me a policy or service my policy, or B, wait on hold for you and one of your agents to actually respond And and here's a fascinating live, um, uh, I guess a little more modern example of this, Hanley. So when COVID hit, um, we're based out of Utah. Um, We started offering our services to some of the like government and and some local restaurants and local companies that we knew well that were struggling. Um, And we actually reached out to uh, the mayor, I'm sorry, the governor of Utah and let him know like, hey, we would love to help with this whole pandemic side. Um, We've got all these products. Is there anything we could do to offer? And he said, our call center for questions about COVID, about quarantine, about the vaccine, we're backlogged for about two to three hours at all times, like 24 hours a day. Our call center just cannot handle the volume of residents that are trying to get information. So he said, hey, we've got a tool that can turn every one of your website visitors who want to connect with you into text. So we actually gave the state of Utah a free license, of Podium, and they have uh, cut their call volume down by about 80%. Consumers are now just going to the website and hitting, hey, I'll just send a text. And now that one agent that was able to handle one phone call at a time can take about seven or eight text messages at a time and just respond from their computer, just typing like they would any other message, any other email, they're now just simply using Podium to text the entire state of Utah, basically, here's when I can schedule you for a vaccine. Here's answers to frequently asked questions about quarantine. So you, you really just revolutionize the communication method when you give consumers what they prefer, which again is velocity and convenience.
1: Yeah. I, I there's no argument against it. I, I just don't, you know, there's no argument against it. And I know some people will say, well, you know, we write bigger business. It doesn't matter. Humans. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always human. humans. It's always humans. And you're yeah. telling me that the CEO of a middle market company doesn't have a cell phone in his pocket or her pocket and doesn't text their kids or their spouse or their friends or whatever. You're out of your mind. And yeah. the other side of it is humans have questions like, you know, I, <laughs> Any of you who are running an agency of any of any size, think about how big your agency. If you're listening to this right now, think about how big your business is or your agency is, whatever whatever you're running. You're telling me you don't go on websites and look shit up, like you don't do that. You, you so you outsource everything. Your 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 personal assistant or your EA or someone in your they do everything for you. You never go to the computer and Google something and try to find a solution. Of course not. So it's like why would every customer base potentially, you know, is going to use these types of communication methods. It's not just relegated to smaller stuff or personal lines.
0: Yeah. And what I'd argue is even if you do have an EA, even if you do delegate someone to do everything for you, where are they going? Yeah. They're going to, they're trying to find a convenient way of getting your stuff done. Um, So ultimately, you know, whether it's the business owner or their assistant or their office manager they want the same experience that every other human wants. So, it's yeah. been fascinating to see. Um, you know, you you give customers what they want and make it easy for the business to handle it on the other side. It's it's explosive growth. I, I I'm not here to toot our horn, but we've touched one in two cell phones in the United States. We're really excited about the influence that that this technology has had. So, statistically- wait, that's that true?
1: You've touched one in two cell phones in the United States.
0: We have. Wow, but,
1: that is insane. That is yeah. There's a about number. ninety
0: thousand businesses using Podium right now, and wow. we touch I mean, we touch the whole customer journey, Hanley. So whether the customer is just looking for, hey, I need I need a new agency, like I got dropped, or I'm moving to a new state, or my agent's unresponsive and doesn't take good care of me, and they don't answer my questions, um, or I run a really unique business that this guy can't write. where do they go? They go looking for you online. And and we are there from the second they look for you online until they've renewed their policy for 30 years. We touch every ounce of that customer journey from finding you, connecting with you from Google, connecting with you on Apple Maps, connecting with you on Facebook, um, connecting with you on your website, texting your business phone number, renewal of your policy, updates, changes, payments, um, promotional messaging. Our platform really does in one portal touch pretty much the whole customer journey. And that's really the vision we've set out for.
1: Yeah, no, and, and, and it's easy to use. And that's the part that I really like about it too, is that it, you know, I don't need to be confused by another piece of technology. So if it's, if it makes it simple and straightforward, it's, it's a no brainer. So, Hey man, I, this has been awesome. I, I appreciate you and your time. I, I have no doubt that there are people that want to, that there are people listening to this who want to learn more or get a demo where, what are the next, if someone's going, I've been thinking about it. I've heard about it. It's time. I want to at least do a demo. Where where do they go? What's that? What's that next step?
0: Yep. So I run, I run a team of about 170 people that would love to talk to anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, go into podium.com. And uh, you can simply throw your name, phone number, email in there, and we can reach out to you and schedule something to show you something custom. We we have some basic information in there, some demo videos that can give you a little high-level taste of it. But we really do want to show you customized ROI around exactly in your target market. What kind of traffic could you expect to see increase? What kind of communication changes can we make specifically on your website? Um, we'll look at your Google My Business page with you and look at it from a mobile perspective as well, where you know, 96% of Google traffic starts on a mobile device. we got to understand how do you operate in your market. Um, so yeah, go to Podium.com, fill out that form. We'll get in touch with you and we can schedule uh, a meeting and, and walk you through the solutions. We do have, Ryan, something for everyone. Um, our new CRO, he actually came from Lyft Um, he's helped us really understand some new aspects of business that we've never been able to tread in. We, um, have some packaging and pricing that we've recently released that literally makes podium available for anywhere from free to, I mean, some businesses pay us a thousand bucks a month. So there really is something there for everybody. If anyone wants to give it a shot, you can try it even for free.
1: Yeah, guys. And if you want to see what it looks like and text me please don't blow me up but you can see if you go to roguers.com you'll see the web chat form um i've played around with a bunch of different messaging there and i test all different messaging and that you know just to see what uh grabs people's attention and um but yeah i i i think you guys are doing good work and i'm I'm excited for 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 what's coming and 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 as you guys evolve and you've been a big help to rogue so i just want to say thanks and i appreciate your time man
0: Thank you, Ryan. It's great to be here, and hopefully we added some value to the listeners, and hope you all have a great day. Thanks so much. Thanks, man.